left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station 77 WABC. Anthony, Anthony, that everybody's watching to see what we're going to do here in left versus right. Yeah. By the way, before um, I hustle over here back to WABC after finishing the overnight, uh, the other side of overnight, the best side of the other side of overnight, 12 to 6, which I'll redo uh, in just a few hours. You notice I was feeding the pigeons. Yeah. I mean, there are 150 now who follow me everywhere, except they will not go on the subway. <laughs> it's too dangerous even for the pigeons. And I understand that you're laying blame uh, at my uh, feet uh, for the fact that you have to come in. What is this uh, every Saturday to do what? I, listen, I, I mentioned a little bit on my show, and I have no B. I am the low man on the totem pole. I come in here once a week, but whenever I do, and I go to get a cup of water out there in the in the very lovely studios here on Third Avenue. It's empty. It's you know these big jugs, as yeah. you well know. Yeah. And that's me. And look. I have come to the conclusion: look, you know, you walk me. in here with your own receptacle for water. And what goes on all week? Do people say, "Just wait, that guy Wiener is going to come in," or and this is Kevin's theory, or is it that you prank me every week by draining that thing because you're here on? The, are you here on the overnight? Yeah. Yeah. You're here on the overnight. You All drain weekend it. Long. You drain it just so that Wiener has, like, it's your hazing of me includes picking up these giant containers. And by the way, I'm also told you're taking credit for doing it. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Why not? This is, this is outrageous. Yeah, look, I'm a dromedary, a one-hump camel. So if you follow the life and times of the one-hump camels versus the two-hump camels, they store all the water in their one hump because they got to survive in the desert. And I'm a dromedary. You're a drama what? A drama dromedary. You're also a drama queen, some people have said. But Absolutely. That's a whole, whole There's no thing. doubt about that. I, I definitely. So this is part of my hazing. You know, the, the people in the social media department, they had me set up the camera when there's no film in it. There's no there's a, a, a memory card in it. Now, you're doing this thing with the water. When do I get out from under? When this do is, I? This camera is a placebo. It's actually here, not so much for you, Anthony, because yes. your day of just being lens lice, <laughs> you, you've, you've receded. The, That's right. The new lens lice king is, of course, Sid Rosenberg. Right. So they right. set it up for Sid, and it blinks. You know, just like in the old bodegas, they would have a placebo can, uh, right. camera that really didn't work. It's not attached to anything. That's the same exactly thing. Right. And Sid thinks, wow, all four hours of my program are recorded. Right. He has, and he has the Sid, the, the Sid cam filter that he's got. Yeah, no, uh, that's probably right. But um, but this hazing has got, I've been here a while now. It's time. Oh, that reminds me. I've got to write the description for my episode. That reminds me, I, this is, every time I turn around, there's another way that I'm getting kind of in a, Little, I'm not a competition. You and Murano have your thing. I'm on Team Curtis. I've said that over and over again. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, I am not. I, I, I am. I'm a civilian in these wars. I'm a civilian. Yeah, but you see, you are the rookie. You're a rookie. So this is hazing for the rookie. You know, All so right. you got to lift the water bottle. It's good for your cardio. It, better you get a double hernia than any of us. So I have to wait till like Andrew Giuliani gets a show, then I can he he's the new guy, and then yes. I rehaze him. Yeah, then, then, then we just enough. haze the hell out of him. Fair enough. Although kind of difficult since his daddy's around That's here. That's a good point. That's a good point. I'll be swimming <laughs> with the fishes in no time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> swimming. Now speaking of swimming with the fishes, can you somehow calm the man down, Eric Adams? I mean, I'm having vertical with this guy. Uh, probably the most devastating front-page headline he's ever had was by the New York Post, which endorsed him both in the Democratic primary and in oh, the general Oh, they have election. turned on him, though, boy. He is on <laughs> a unicorn. And it said Fantasyland because 
He tried this once before. If you remember the emotionally disturbed guy at 42nd Street, Times Square, threw the Asian woman in front of that number one train. And remember, he was screaming and yelling. Uh, He went for psychiatric observation. He had had many before. And he was clearly insane. He's criminally insane. He'll probably be a Kirby psychiatric for the rest of his life. And the mayor started. Remember that next day, it is the perception of crime. He got hammered. He stopped it. Then all of a sudden, his minions started to say this. This guy was the head of patrol who is now retiring as of January 1st. He caught so much flack uh, from the staff of the NYPD. It's the perception. It's the perception. He doesn't understand. That's his constituency. These are the people who ride the subways into the outer boroughs, the blue-collar working-class people, people of color who voted for him. And they're like, are you crazy? Have you, have you ridden a train lately? It's not necessarily the crime itself. It's when you're stuck in a subway car. There's no escape. And in that car is an emotionally disturbed person who is acting out. And you know it isn't based on you having read about a story. Yet You innately feel that this is a dangerous situation. And if this person acts up, there's nothing you can do. There are no cops around. There's no cops. So I'm prepared to rule on this. He is not wrong he is 25 percent wrong. We do have a situation going on right now that for political reasons, that because it's a political season, that we are getting deluged with a lot of stories about how bad it is. When, in fact, every day, hundreds of thousands of people take the trains, take the buses without any problem, minding their own business, listening to their podcasts, reading their newspaper and going on with their business. He is right, I would say, that there has been an enormous attention paid to this issue. That's frequently the way these things are. You know, we, we've had, mo- we had moments over the summer where we talked three episodes in a row about shark attacks out in, out in Montauk when your chance of getting attacked by a shark was actually probably pretty low. But it almost, I would say, doesn't matter, and I think you explain the reason why it doesn't matter, in that whatever the reason is that people have these perceptions, people are walking on eggshells. People are. There is this kind of general sensibility. There was a guy that was shot at 11 o'clock at night, not, not super late, just I think it was just last night, not far from me, and it made the newspapers. I looked at it, saw it was in my neighborhood, knew exactly what place it was in front of, et cetera. I do, we, we do have to dial it down a little bit, and I don't know how you do this if you're mayor any, any more than just doing your job as best you can, but it's not, he's not wrong when he says – Every day we're hearing about these stories that are, to some degree, getting blown up to the place that we think that they're more representative than they are. Crime is up, no doubt about it. It's not as bad as it was in in some times of our history. The chance of you being a victim of a crime are still relatively, are still very low. Thousands and hundreds of thousands of people take the train with no incidents. No one ever goes up to a cop and says, I want to thank you, I didn't get mugged today. That doesn't happen. And so if you're a victim of crime, you don't care about statistics. You've been a victim of crime. But remember, we're in a political season where saying that crime is out of control, there's a political imperative to do that. Well, I call this stranger danger. These are strangers. These are random acts that you cannot interpret. See, you see a gang coming, you, you can pretty much all of a sudden your, your radar, uh, you know, your divining rod is up. Certain other people, if you happen to be in a drug area, you see drug dealers beefing, you, your, your radar goes up. This can happen on the spur of the moment, and it's happening rush hours. It's happening during prime time, 6 to 6 at night, which mostly it never happened before 6. It was the off-peak hours, and many people would just say, well, I don't ride the subways in the off-peak hours. This is happening like rush hours. And I think what's happened is the mayor uh, is the voice of everything, and he's got to dial it back. Well, he's, been not- so, he's been so engrossed with the immigrant issue that every time there is a victim of a vicious subway crime, he used to go to the house, like, for instance, the woman out in Far Rockaway with the five children who was so viciously beaten at that subway stop in Howard Beach. Beautiful woman. I mean, you know, working every day, really violently attacked. He never went out there. He never had anybody from his administration. Why? Because he got obsessed with the migrant issue. Instead of focusing on what he was doing well during the primary, remember, every time there was a victim, he was there for the victim, even if the victim gave him grief. Look, remember he went out to Alison Russo's uh, wake 
in yeah. Comac. Yes. And the mother gave him grief. And he t- stood there and he took it. And although, obviously, there are a lot in that crowd who are not at all in favor of him, he was there as the mayor. He sucked it up. Now he's decided he's not going to these places. And by not going to these places, it really enrages the people more and more and more. And if you notice, the anger of the victims and their families towards the mayor, it's at a crescendo now. And he has got to understand he needs a police commissioner. He doesn't have a police commissioner. This Seawall woman is missing. She took the train one stop the other the other week, one stop from 53rd and Lex to Grand Central and left because the people were coming up to her and complaining. He's got to get a police yeah, but, commissioner I, but, but that runs the department. I understand, but let's break this down a little bit. One, the mayor is the mayor is the mayor. He says crime is his issue. I don't care what kind of commissioner that you have. We're still going to be back here saying the mayor should do A, B, or C. Secondly, the idea that the that the refugee crisis that was visited upon our say, you know, he made this decision that I'm going to start focusing on that. That was the, that was an, a, an immediate thing. Like thousands of people were showing up in buses. He had to deal with it. And it played into another. Again, I, I think that there's a political agenda here. Another political issue, meaning immigration, that one side, particularly the New York Post, desperately wanted to talk about and keep harping on. So I don't think it's a matter that he can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Do you think that the the instances of crime are getting an enormous amount of attention right now. No, the, no. Oh, oh, they clearly are. They're on the front people, page all the time. People are being pushed in front of no, trains. No, I understand, but they're getting an enormous amount of attention right now. And this rightfully is what, so. I, I guess, but that's what it comes down to. What at what point? At what point does it become? I mean, what point do you think there's ever a point that the mayor can say that I think this is a, a this is a big problem? Anthony, but, if, but it's not. He is not the police commissioner. He tried to have Sewell be a place setter for him, so he could run the department. He can't. She cannot do that. She's in over her head, and the department is leaderless at this time. He's got. If I were him, I would go to Bratton, who he's had a good relationship with, and say, Bratton, I need you to come back, even if it's just for one year, and straighten things out here. I build know, but the I don't, I don't, look, first of all, let's point out a couple of things. This crime problem is not a crime problem just in New York City, not just on our subways. It's a crime problem across across all 50 states. The highest crime levels per capita are in Republican districts and places Anthony, like Mississippi and Montana. do you think somebody on the subway cares about that? I just don't believe that there's a magic wand here. I don't believe that a magic well, commissioner I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why, Bratton. At the end of David Dinkins' administration, David was smart enough to bring Bratton in as his transit police commissioner. That's where he developed a relationship with Eric Adams. They are really friends, right. although I notice Bratton has, is no longer giving him that tactical air support. He's disappointed. If Eric Adams would have lowered his ego, Bill, I need you for a year. I need you to focus on transit. I, you're going to run the department, and you know other deputy chiefs who can run the – but if we don't get this subway straightened out, people are not coming to work. They're not going to come to restaurants and nightclubs. And my so, night but yeah, I, I, I th- that's not a terrible idea. I mean – and you know what Bratton's going to say. He's going to say, make, if you're going to make, make me commissioner or make me nothing. Right. I'm the shot caller. Right. He, that's that means the, press conference, I do it. Right. Not you, Mr. Mayor. Right. R- remind you of anything? Like, that's that's when he got the, bo- the boot last time uh, yeah, because but, he wanted to be he wanted to be the big cheese. I don't think it's a personality remember, that's going to go well. The first years of de Blasio was not that terrible with crime. Well, all the years of de Blasio were not that terrible until well, the very end. The first. He, by the way, de Blasio... Crime was the lowest in our city's history under the Blasio. Yeah, but remember, Bratton had O'Neill. So Bratton leaves, O'Neill comes in, and then all of a sudden, that's when things start going awry because O'Neill decides, let's pick Aaron Boone, I don't think the that. analytics guy, <laughs> Shea. Because that's what Shea did. He was always into the analytics, and that doesn't work. you got to motivate the yeah, men and women. Yeah, but remember, Jack Maple, how much progress he made using analytics. He yeah, but he wasn't the police the commissioner. No, but he invented, he invented the idea. Look, I think, I think this. I think that you can say it is who the personnel is. I think we need more personnel. If you really want to go to a historical example, let's go to safe streets, safe cities, where we threw a bunch of extra cops. We we raised our taxes a little bit, sent more cops out there onto the street, made New York City by far the biggest police department in the country, and there was a correlation. As those boots hit the ground, things got better. I think, and I've said this for a while, I think there should be a three-pronged strategy, more cops, more mental health officers, and more corrections officers. And that if you're serious, that's the way you do it. That's the one difference that we've had. He's got to go to battle with city council Exactly, and I think that's the fight he wants. 
But, but remember, we were talking about we didn't thought the DAs were, weren't doing enough. We don't think the judges are doing enough. Crime is up. No doubt about it. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that tomorrow you and I are both going to get on the subway. We're not going to be scared. We're going to have a, an, an, a, an, a, an we're going to have no more events than we usually have. But it doesn't mean that the stats aren't aren't bad. I'm just think that 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 Adams does have a point when he says we are now obsessing on it to the point where we can't get out of our own way. Too late for him and too late for his partner. Remember, he has a great relationship with Kathy Hochul. Unusual for a governor and a mayor. Right. A welcome relief from what we had before with de Blasio and Cuomo. He might be wasting that good relationship, in my opinion. But it may well be that he costs her the election. I'll explain that in the next segment. But here is what they're going to announce. Uh, well, they did announce at 2 o'clock at Grand Central. The NYPD and the MTA police are to surge officer presence on platforms and trains by approximately 1,200 overtime ships each day. Officers will be present at over 300 stations during peak hours. That's just that's just for the two weeks. That's till November 8th. Yeah, I don't. Too, too little, too oh, late. Stop it. You can't say that he's got to do something. And he says, I'm going to put a bunch more officers on the street. Let's do it. Let's do it one at a time. My view is if you start doing the numbers on time and a half for those officers, you're getting pretty close to having a rookie or hiring another officer. Of course, which means you won't have the money to do that. Right. Well, that's, that's what I mean. That, that's why if I if. If I have a beef with, with Adams, and I, and I generally think he's doing a good job, and I defend him here on this show, but it's that he has taken this capital that he has with Hochul. Hochul needs him so badly, and he has not turned it into something tangible. He doesn't have well, his – he doesn't have his safe street, safe city, doesn't have his pre-K for all, doesn't have his control of the board of ed, doesn't have anything to really show for it, and that's regrettable. Anthony, if she loses with such an incredible lead that she had, with the war chest that she had, she loses it in New York City. Not that uh, that Zeldin wins the vote in New York City, but exceeds the original expectations. Up next, we should discuss that because for the Democrats now, boy, they got to rally the troops in the city. This has got to be the firewall because if uh, he gets more than 30 percent in the city, there's a damn good chance that you're going to be referring to Congressman Zeldin as the next governor of the state of New York. And that means Adams would have lost it for Hochul in New York City, where he has a great relationship with the governor. It's not like they're at odds. Uh, I'll break it down to you up next. It's left versus right. Anthony Weiner versus Curtis Sliwa. Although Anthony went solo the first uh, two to three hour period. You can catch that on the backhand side by going to the podcast, WABCradio.com. And then for insight in terms of what Anthony would do. Uh, for the city of New York, what's that We special? got keys to the city and soon coming out, I think even this week, The Middle Unplugged. That podcast is coming out soon, too. Well, I'm, uh, I'm pimping off the keys to the city. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm meticulously ripping you off like I was the red Chinese stealing your intellectual property. The left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight Slugfest. 77 WABC. This is your answer. This, this is it. To the left, to the left. It's all about me. This is uh, Beyonce Thunder Thighs. Wife of uh, Jay-Z. To the left, to the left. Don't make, don't make comments about her appearance. Wait, Lady Gaga's Sunday's thighs, too. Did you ever see the video they did together? On the telephone. Anyway. To the left, to the left. To the left. You like that, right? This may make you a Spotify list. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to explain, Anthony, why, when all is said and done, it may be the mayor of the city of New York, Eric Adams, that costs Kathy Hochul. The governorship. And just to make it clear to our listeners, we're going to do our predictions for these races next on next Saturday's show. We're not going to do them here today. But go ahead. You tell me your theory of this. When um, Roe v. Wade uh, was on the cusp of everybody's mindset and the fear was, oh, my God, they're going to take away abortion. Uh, the Democrats had a surge, a surge of anger. Anger drives a vote. Love does not drive a vote. Anger does. And the fear was that a lot of women would turn out on that issue. No doubt about it. Second Amendment also it became a big issue here. 
In fact, Kathy Hochul went from being Annie Oakley when she was running for Congress, like Gillibrand, to total gun control. Boom. And then, obviously, January 6th, the support that Donald Trump has given to Lee Zeldin. Okay, that's that's a big three, and she's been hammering him. Right, I mean, right. every other commercial is that. Then all of a sudden, the inflation, which she has no control of whatsoever as governor, comes out of uh, Washington, is is everywhere. So you can't you can't avoid that. That's an issue. But nobody directly associates a governor with inflation, although it's hurting. It's hurting the pocketbooks. It's hurting the purses. But the crime thing, yes, they know that a governor has impact. Remember, Rockefeller invaded Attica prison. He wanted to be president. He wanted to show his tough law and order. Mario Cuomo built more prisons than any other governor in the history of New York. He wanted to show he was tough law and order. And now in this particular case, Kathy Hochul doesn't have that reputation. She's got to depend on somebody like Eric Adams, who is perceived of as the law and order mayor in New York. But all the headlines suggest he's anything but the law and order mayor. So now she's got to build a firewall. The Democrats got to support if he gets more than 30% in New York, which there's only 8% registered Republicans, maybe a 1% conservatives, he has both those lines. He doesn't have an independent line. So that means if independents break for him and he ends up getting more than 30% of the votes in combination with uh, moderate Democrats, she's going to have a problem in being elected since uh, she she finished the term of Andrew Cuomo and she is not a household name. You know, it's not like the Cuomos. You know, we lived with the Cuomos, Mario and Andrew. A lot of people still don't know her. I think I think your I think your assessment is exactly right. One minor difference I would say, or one minor edit I would say, is this goes back to what I said last week on my show, The Middle, where I said that the Republicans made a mistake in nominating someone that had the Trump baggage and had the choice baggage. They needed more of a Pataki type who can to kind of kind of be an empty vessel for the anti-democratic vote. Um, but you're exactly right. You're exactly right about how this kind of came back to become more of a normal election about a month ago, that it had, you know, normally Democrats would be struggling in a mid-year, midterm election, that the Dobbs decision, gun issues, very good for Democrats, for, you know, all of those things bubbled up. It was a bad time to be pro-Trump. And now all of it is returning kind of to normal. And the one consistent thing is this crime. You're exactly right. And when you're governor, it is, you know, the challenge that Mahokal has is that if she's governor, she's got to go to the legislature and say, here are the things I want to do. Or at least say, these are the 10 things I think the legislature should have done that I'm disappointed they did. I'm going to fight for next time. She hasn't even done that terribly well. If I had it with a gun to my head, said, all right, what are the crime things that Hochul says that we should do? From going going forward, I don't have a lot of them. Now, I think some of some of Zeldin's are crazy. He just wants to fire district well, attorneys. Around th- this, this becomes the problem when you play prevent defense. Even in a football game, you play prevent defense, you lose the aggressiveness. You know, you're always playing prevent. I got it. I got it. Right. Now with two weeks to go, you got to mobilize your troops. Are the unions going to be able to get out that vote? I, I, I think that Hochul's going to win the election, and I think, but it's going to be kind of like the way. Remember, we had this experience just last year with Murphy in New Jersey. That none of us took it that seriously, and we woke up that morning, and it was, you know, it took us a day or two to realize that that Murphy had just barely won this race. I think that it's not as I, I think it'll. I, I still think it's a double digit win for Kathy Hochul. Yeah, I, but I, I Anthony, can turn out to you, be wrong. You know, but, but let me tell you this: you know, the people who can get out to vote are they? Do they have an emotional attachment? The unions, the DSA, the Working Families Party. Look, the Working Families Party has given the, her their line, and because of that. She did not call a special session back in order to review the no bail situation, right. no cash bail. Are they going to be able to get well, boots out? Well, here's what I would say. I would say, you know, Tuesday it will be two weeks out. In a way, I said on, on my show, and I think this is the case, Democrats peaked too soon nationally. I think their Senate races that we peaked a little bit early, and now it's getting back to normal. I think to some degree the idea of Zeldin being in the lead or sneaking up on Oakle does animate a lot of Democratic voters that might have been staying home. You are right. The out party is always the more animated party. Republicans are more animated than the Democrats are, at least here in New York, because they're the out party. I don't know if that's true in Pennsylvania and Nevada and other places, but it's certainly true and here. the emotionalism of this, remember, nobody scripted this. 
But Hochul gets attacked while giving a speech up in Monroe County. People say, oh, okay. Zeldin. I'm sorry, Zeldin. Oh, okay. Then the drive-by shooting outside of his house, that really hit home right before Columbus Day, I think. Two daughters had to scurry upstairs, lock themselves in the bathroom. And you're saying, surely, I live in a place like Shirley. The man, the father was killed in Poughkeepsie in the Marriott Courtyard while visiting on Family Week in Maris. Uh, the woman who was wearing a bulletproof vest in the suburbs of Buffalo because her husband was a domestic abuser that they let out of jail who said, I'm going to go kill her, and he killed her. I think this is hitting hard emotionally, and you know it's an emotional yeah. issue that drives it, and it just so happens that Lee Zeldin has been a victim. The last time is the one that resonates well, the most. Well, here's the thing. The two things have in common is they took a guy who's not well-known around the state and made him front-page news, and it didn't cost them a dime. You know, it was the, and and it, the thing that happened to him was not that some random thing, like he caught COVID. He was a victim of the very thing that he talks about over yeah. and over again yeah. being crime. I think that crime is a salient issue. Uh, and, and remember something about abortion, that even at its height, it was still a single-digit number when someone would say what the most important issue is. The economy is bad. And she is a Democrat that's getting dragged down just the same way every other Democrat. It's not yep. like she can say, vote for me, because Democrats are doing such a great job. She's struggling. But I will posture this, and this is a little bit of a turn. If, if Zeldin does win, I think Zeldin and Adams both have a lot of incentive to tackle this crime issue. No, there's no doubt. You know, in a weird way. If you want to, th- you wonder if Adams, when he lays his, his head down on the pillow, like, okay, a, uh, an anti-crime Republican just got elected. I am the closest thing to an anti-crime Democrat we have in this state. Zeldin is going to want to show that he can he can deliver. So who knows? Maybe it won't be so bad off. I I still think that Zeldin is a relatively long shot. We're a very democratic state. I do think to some degree. I I didn't I didn't say that that Adams was completely right. He has some. He has a, a point. That we're focusing enormous amount on these high crime. Per- the, the simple the simple fact is, all of us here in New York City, statistically speaking, we're safe. These crimes happen. They're scary. The fact that there's more of them, we are safe. Particularly in the kind you know, you know, the the, the communities that see the most crime are the low income crimes. It's women who are the voters. Women who are the majority of the workers. Women who go to the restaurants, the bars, the nightlife, and they are telling you not safe because they're not riding the subways I know, but the, and they're not showing up in the office. I know, they're, 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 but again, it is not because they've been victims of crime. It's because the perception things are unsafe, and every day they're reading the papers that things are unsafe. It's a, it's a snake eating its tail. They're, and I think that's what Adams is saying. He said, let's take a deep breath here. It's safe to go in the subways. There is more crime than there has been. Crime yeah, is always an element. Imagine how in hypocritical city. it sounds. Here's a guy who travels now with bodyguards, ten bodyguards, and a gun. And remember, he said originally, "I don't want any New York Police Department intel." Right? Right. Remember, he said, "I'm, I'm not going to have any right. bodyguards." Okay. He's got ten now. Then he then he hired his brother. Yep, to protect him from white supremacists. Right. I don't um, think that's the problem that we have here it, in New York City. All of it is sound. Signifying not very much. Who cares about all that kind of stuff? Yeah, but well, you we care, care about, about the women. numbers. The numbers matter. If they were down twenty five percent, he would be wandering, wandering around the city, begging the New York Post you to put know, it on the front page. You know the analytics. Fifty five plus black women vote in large numbers. If they vacate Hochul because they are most affected by crime, she will lose. She will lose to Lee Zeldin. For Elder. sure. For sure. And remember, who are the victims of crime? The victims of crime, disproportionately people of lower yeah, income. Yeah. So, yeah, these are Democrats being victimized by crime here in New York City. That's definitely the case. And, you know, That's women, the when they get angry, oh, man, they're going to take it out at you at the ballot box. Just look, Hillary is still, Hillary is still, how the hell did I lose the female vote in 2016 to Trump? Uh, Trump, how the hell did I lose the female vote to Joe Biden in 2020? They define who's going to win and who's going to lose. Yeah, I look, I don't I think everyone, I mean parents of kids have concerns also. Um, you know, John John Ketsuti has asked me this. He said, "Would you trust Jordan on the train alone?" Now, he's a little young to be on the train alone, but I don't teach I mean, you're probably the same way with your kids. I don't teach them to be afraid. I mean, I teach them that crime is a thing that happens in the city that by and large, you know, we're we're safe. We're not, you know, we're not I I haven't have you changed your behavior? Of course not. You you're down the subway. No, but 
if I was to dare suggest that Anthony or Carter or Hunter ride the trains on their own, and remember, Anthony's 18, you got uh, Carter who's 13, you got Hunter who's 11. I'd be hung out to dry. I was riding the trains at the age of five by myself. Were you? 1960, by myself. You can't do that now. You just can't do that now. Well, we, uh, like, I'd be... Yeah, we've kind of decided he's going to turn 11 in December. I think he's getting to the point, like, now what I do with him is we get on the train, the bus, and I give him a little space. Like, sometimes when you walk home with his friends, I let him walk a half a block ahead of me. But that's just, I don't feel that it's unsafe. I do have conversations with him more than I remember having with my dad have him about crime. Put on all of his hockey equipment. <laughs> You know, including the mask, the face mask, if he's a goalie, and the stick, stick. bulletproof vest, you know, the (laughs) stick. Have him out there like Halloween, you know, Halloween, Halloween 13, right? 13, Halloween, whatever the hell that movie is, where he runs around with a hockey mask. Mike Myers, yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, up next, we've got to really break down the analytics of Hochul Zeldin, because you know it best. You've been through so many campaigns when you were helping uh, for others and obviously for your own campaigns. And where it is that uh, each of these candidates, Zeldin and Hochul, must supersede their expectations. Right here on Left versus Right, Curtis and Anthony Weiner. If you missed any of Anthony's show in the middle, two to three, just go get all you get all of it on your podcast at wabcradio.com and look at all the different podcasts you have there to choose from. It's the left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 77 WABC. That's right. And it's black box, right? Oh, yeah. This is good. Great record. Now, I think the lead singer memory serves me correct, passed away at an early age, I think. I remember going to do a, um, what was it, a cable show Not in this Jersey. woman. Not this no, no, woman. no, the guy, I think, was part of it. I could be wrong. I, I think you might wrong. be thinking of CNC Music Factory. Mm, could be. <laughs> you know, same genre, same era. I'll take a pass on this, because maybe I'm too consumed about how my Yankees... May well end up losing game three at the it. stadium. They, they need coal. They need coal. Hey, what do they say? They say that you, you're not really behind if you've lost a game at home. So, you know, they haven't lost a game at home. I'm not I'm not feeling good about it. But let's look at the analytics. So you have Kathy Hochul sitting on this massive amount of money with troops at the ready. All the union endorsement has gone her way. Very little except law enforcement endorsements for Zeldin. And she's got way more Democrats out there than Zeldin has Republicans and conservatives. So if you had to marshal her uh, efforts in the last two weeks till November 8th, and you were in charge of her campaign, where would you say that she needs to spend the bulk of her time to stop his movement forward and to regain lost ground? Well, let's remember something about New York City that's different from the rest of the state. The rest of the state has fiercely contested congressional elections going on that are going to generate a lot of their own turnout. You've got a lot of, like, neck-and-neck races in places that we didn't think, including Long Island, including upstate New York. So to some degree, people are already going to be turning out that are partisans already are going to be turning out for the races down ticket, except not in New York City. Maybe Maliotakis and Staten Island, maybe those voters are coming out that were race for Maxwell's. But for the most part, New York City races, it's a pretty quiet fall here in terms of elections. That, if I were Hochul's people, I would be worried about that. Um, now, if you look at her advertising and you refer to this, it's all about choice, all about Trump. Now, usually that, that animates the progressive wing of our party. There's no doubt about it. That's why I think that in a weird way, having polls showing her at risk maybe shakes the base out of its relative malaise. Um, but I think that I think that the, the, the city you've talked about this kind of 30 to 35 percent firewall that she that she needs to if, if Republicans start getting into that neighborhood much above 35 percent, then she's got 
got real problems because she's not going to be rely, be able to rely upon it upstate. Um, I again, I still believe. I still believe that if we all think that things are kind of getting back to normal, that the laws of uh, the laws of gravity are returning, I still think that she staunches the bleeding and winds up beating him by a fairly comfortable margin. Well, I think uh, there's a litmus test here. We saw Tish James. Couldn't be any more pro-no-cash bail than Tish James. Remember, she's a product of the Working Families Party. That's how Correct. she won her councilmanic seat. Unusual as an independent. She beat the Democrat, the uh, brother of the city councilman, uh, James, who was shot and killed in the well of city council. Normally, you would right. elect a rel- relative, and he had the Democratic endorsement. She beat him, became city That's council a third-party candidate, yeah. Right. Owes a lot to the Working Families Party and vice versa, then becomes public advocate, then uh, attorney general. Uh, Cuomo embraced her. Remember, there was different competitors. They wanted to be uh, attorney general. I think Maloney was one of them. There right. was a whole batch mm-hmm. of them. And Cuomo just latched on her. I remember every parade I'd go to, he'd have Tish James with him. This is before the primary. Uh, Tish, right. she's my... Remember, though, Cuomo was getting attacked from the left. Yes. And African-American woman was perfect. Exactly. And Cynthia Nixon uh, had been embraced by right. the Working Families Party. She did not stay with Cynthia Nixon. She stayed with Cuomo. Oh, boy. Uh, now, looking back on it, was that a mistake for him? Because she stung right, him right. Uh, like a beat. But... If you notice, she blinked this past week. For the first time, she said, yeah, I think we got to relook at these no-cash bail laws. Whereas before, staunchly no-cash bail. Now, if I'm DSA, if I'm working families party, if I'm out there as a progressive, I'm going to say, why are you jumping ship? You're 10 points ahead in your race. But she must have some internal polls. That suggests, I mean, the man running against her only has $175,000. No, no I mean, name recognition. Well, that's one interpretation. The other interpretation, she sees the handwriting on the wall. The legislature is going to do this. I think, you know, I, you know, there's no liberal, no progressive I know that likes crime going up. I'm serious. Listen, I, I think that there is a legitimate argument. I don't want to have it here today of whether or not the cash, the no cash bail is really leading to that much of an increase in crime. It's a convenient blogging post well, look, this but is, if you are but if you but the point i'm gonna make is that if you are someone in the legislature and you just want to get out from under this issue just make that just give judges the dangerousness standard to right. work with it's easy enough to do it's something that's worked in new jersey and other states that's what i think it could just be that she sees that's the handwriting on the wall and remember something she doesn't want to be attorney general forever she still wants to be governor and so maybe she's thinking i'm just going to get ahead of this right but remember all you got to do is say, we're for remand. Let the judges remand them to jail if they're a danger to themselves or right. a danger to anybody The dangerous, else. that's the one difference that we have in other states is this dangerousness element. Um, but I, I think that's right. I think you're right to see that as a little bit of a canary in a coal mine. I'm, that was the last person I thought would blink because you're right. She doesn't really have a, uh, a real opposition. But I, I think... I think that always, and you know this, candidates have better polling than anyone else does because they're not polling, they're not just polling 800 people trying to get a horse race. They're constantly out there trying to figure out if their ads are working, what they need to modify. Sure. So when you see her do something like that, I bet you're right. I bet you she saw stuff in all the polling that she's got that says that even my base believes that this is a problem. And and that's right. I keep telling you, and I've said this to, to candidates who've called me for help. Progressives don't like crime either. You know, that's why Rudy Giuliani on the Upper West Side beat David Dinkins because it was this notion that Democrats are going to stick with the Democrat forever. No, you start talking about crime and that blurs all the lines. Then they want to find a candidate who's talking their language. But I will tell you this. She broke ranks with the party that made her and she made the party, Working Families Party. There had to be a lot of unhappy people. In those ranks. I mean, think about it, because they're all holding the line. They're saying, look, we're going to tough it out. No cash bail. No remand right. them to jail. Right. And then the top law enforcement elected official in the state. Well, blinks. that's 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 right. And I bet that there were conversations where she said, listen, I'm going to go do this. I believe that's what the way I read it all is that sooner or later, the Working Families Party and there's going to be some kind of a deal worked out to change these things. It might be too late for Hochul. I'm, so, I'm actually surprised. I, I was under the impression, I might have even said it to you, I was in the impression back when, they, when the legislature was still in back in the spring that they were going to do something to, to, to kind, of, kind of take off the sharp edges of, the, of that, that law because they were getting killed on it back then. Well, just look at uh, Todd Kamitsky uh, out yeah. there. In, uh, in yeah. fact, to Bernard McGurk's credit, Bernard McGurk is no longer with us. 
He was such a valued member of our team here at WABC. And, I mean, the GOAT, greatest of all time, multitasking as producer and on-air host. He would come in every day, even when he was doing the broadcast from bed, when he would call in after right. getting chemotherapy. It's almost like it was this war cry. Reminded me of uh, Bob Grant, the king of talk radio, who would at the end of every broadcast, get Gaddafi, get Gaddafi. Yeah. <laughs> Get Kaminsky. And that because he was his state senator. Right. He felt bamboozled because Kaminsky, he came out of this background. He was a U.S. prosecutor. Yeah. I remember I went to five towns. I was at a fundraiser in which they had Republicans and Democrats and the Jews of five towns at time. This guy's going to be the future governor. You right. see Curtis. He's a law and order Democrat. He's coming and out he of the U.S. Smooth attorney. smooth silk. He's a great speaker. And he was a moderate. Yeah, but yeah, right. And he – and by the way, our colleague here at uh, – who does a podcast here, uh, Curran, the, the, the former – Laura Curran. The Laura Curran. Um, yeah, this issue – this issue, uh, there are a lot of lot of heads on spikes but, over but this see, issue. They were smart to have him write the legislation. They thought they could hide behind his law and order suit because he had been a U.S. attorney, a prosecutor. What they didn't realize is eventually it would catch up with him. And then Jacobs, head of the Democratic State Party, tells him, yeah, run for district attorney in Nassau County, knowing the anger. No, no, I got it. This issue, when crime turned around, it turned around fast and suddenly. If you go back to the to before COVID, we were still, you know, when de Blasio left, it was still crime was the lowest it had been in any time. The reason that no cash bail became a thing is that too many people were being held on bail because they didn't have money and people that had money for the same exact crime were able to go home, and that wasn't seen as fair. And that's right. That's why all across the country this effort to take away someone's ability to pay when they haven't been convicted of a single crime, they were just accused, and they were being held in Rikers because they couldn't raise the 1000 bucks. That was seen as wrong. It was seen as wrong broadly in the electorate. and But once crime rose and once republicans latched on to this issue they threw the, they threw the baby out with the bed it point. was it became remember when kaminsky did it kaminsky was posturing to run for congress maybe even more maybe who knows he was going he was the star he was going to be a star he had a show to the, to the left flank in his own party which makes nominees i understand criminal justice for criminal justice reform was not wrong curtis we we yeah, all, we they, did overcriminalize but they came back a second time to redo it. And didn't fix it enough. And You're didn't right. fix it. Yeah. Still would not no, give the judges. No, I, I get it. But criminal justice reform was not wrong. I served time in prison. There were too many guys in there for possession of marijuana. I'm not arguing there, that. We, we, we did too much. On, you know, the difference, the, the discrepancies between crack cocaine and powder co- cocaine. There are too many people of color that are wallowing. But in, you, in, you know what this all, and nobody talks about this, uh, Anthony, and uh, it's amazing because it's the untold secrets of why. You have Hasties digging in, who's Speaker of the Assembly, supermajority, and Cousin Stewart. This is all because there are white judges upstate, Republicans, many of whom are not lawyers. Black and Hispanic uh, accused go before them. That's why this was done. And they're sticking to this because of what goes on upstate. Right. But Instead of looking the totality, totality of what goes on from Buffalo to Brooklyn. Correct. But there, the intention of the law was to correct an injustice. And we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that these injustices still exist. Right, but they had the chance to amend it, right. and they didn't. Right. And by the way, the data that we have, meaning how many people that would have had to be held, would have been held on, on bail that were let out and then went and committed other crimes, is wafer thin. There's not a lot of it out there. I know you, rhetorically. You, you, sell, you try to sell that to the general public. I understand. Public. I'm saying rhetorically it's a, it has, it, it, and, and it, but, it, but the facts don't bear it out very much. We have this problem that more people are committing crimes. More people are committing not only the, the crimes we hear about, but the guys that are going into CVS and just emptying the place out again and again and again and again. The, the petty crime is up. The higher level crime is up. It's a real problem. That's why when 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 Adams went out and celebrated that that gun crimes and murders were down at Tickman State, I thought that kind of missed the point. I think it's like you need a sustained turn on this. That Remember was, how long it was? I know, but that was Bush on the aircraft carrier. 
A little. I, I think that that was Bush on maybe, the aircraft carrier. Maybe I think that he wanted to look. Any good news? You're going to want to we talk won. about it. We won. We won. No, I don't right. think he said that. I just think any good news. If you were the mayor, you had a good report. You were going but to be putting it out. I will tell you, looking pa- uh, over the past ten months, if he doesn't get a solid police commissioner, he can't turn it around. This woman is not a police commissioner. Has no respect in the department. They've relegated her to the point she can't even meet with a deputy chief and a chief. How humiliating. It's hard to separate the wheat from the chaff here. It could be that that the guy at City Hall is running the police department. No, no. And also banks. He has a private office at the Verizon building. Right. But I'm saying saying that you might – I don't believe citizens, normal human beings that listen to our program, cares who's making what decision. They want to see results, and they blame the mayor. The buck stops there. I think now they want to see somebody that is readily identifiable with – Bringing public safety to a city. Okay, here's here's what I think we'll agree upon. The commissioner is no value added right now, right? She's not bringing anything to the table. It's not like she's this interesting face that's coming. She's not a negative. She's not out there articulating the case all that much better. And and that's a decision that the mayor made. He has the right to make it that he is going to be the de facto police commissioner in this. And remember the relationships that always exist between police commissioners. And the mayors. The police commissioner is always more powerful than any mayor because if he quits, the mayor is... Understood. But he needs to stabilize the police, bring Bratton back for a year. He's had a personal relationship, but he's going to have to let Bratton be the police commissioner. He cannot be the police commissioner because Eric Adams has failed dismally. That's deck chairs on the Titanic. You want it, You want someone to steer away from the iceberg at this point. You don't really care who it is or what their name is. That's something you would do if you were not a former police I captain. I guarantee you, if you went to the average person and say, Bratton is back, they'll go, oh, good. Good. What if it's Bratton back and we had another month where it's it's up 21%? Well, no, he's going to be honest. He's going to say, hey, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Well, but, but we're going to have the But confidence. these are all things that Adams can go do and say. But nobody nobody trusts him now when it comes to that <laughs> because Maybe. of the perception of a problem. Uh, up next, why the New York Yankees need a new manager? Because Aaron Boone is all into the analytics. I think Bratton, Bratton could do that job. Bratton can do that job. No, he knows nothing about baseball. I actually sat with him in Yankee Have Stadium. Have you seen Boone managing this team? Yeah, horrible. <laughs> he chews gum like a cow chews its cud. The guy is out of his league. Get rid of Aaron Boone. Not Aaron Judge. I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. Lost twice in a row to the Giants and Jets as quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Managing the New York Yankees today against Houston Astros. It's the left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 77 WABC. Okay, today, 5 o'clock. Game three. R.H. Cole used to be one of them, a Houston Astro, and he had far more viscosity on his uh, spin ratio when he could use that grip. Can't use that grip anymore, although he's pitched very well for the Yankees. He's R.H. He goes up against a lineup that has uh, beaten the Yankees two games in a row. And I must tell you that having watched uh, the Yankee games, it has become a process, Anthony, where... If somebody doesn't hit a home run, it's a strikeout. Strikeout. 30 strikeouts in two games. And, I mean, we have guys swinging for the fences who will be lucky to hit a fly ball if they made full contact. Nobody's trying to make contact. Nobody's trying to go the opposite way. Nobody's going with the pitch. They're just they're swinging for the fences. And now Aaron Boone is changing the lineup for a third time because the pitcher they have, a right-hander, a very good right-hander, they're going to go with more of a lefty lineup, Carpenter, who was a great hitter with St. Louis. And actually was pretty good with the Yankees when he came over, but he broke his foot not too long ago, I think in August. He looked horrible. Yeah, he hasn't seen live, he hasn't seen live pitching in a long time. I mean, these guys are throwing 100 miles an hour. It's a, it's a tough decision to make to put him in. Look, that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it, looking at the upside, they haven't lost at home yet. You know, Astros seem like they're a better team to me. I tell you, one of the reasons I think they swing for the fences all the time, they just can't get a man. You know, runners in scoring position has been their bane in the for the last month and a half more. Like they just can't get runners across 
Yeah, it's problematic. Well, look, I they mean, got Rizzo leading off today. The power hitter, right? You got Rizzo, you got Stanton. Remember, they've had Judge, bat second, bat first. It's sort of like, it's not the way baseball is played, man. Your leadoff hitter tries to get on no matter what. Hit the, let the ball hit me, watch every pitch, get on first, try to steal second, you know, sort of get everything. There's no attempt in the Yankees to do that whatsoever. It's almost swinging for the fences. Now, if Stanton and Judge and Rizzo have a good game, and obviously the new kid on the block who has that uh, that mouthpiece in his mouth. My oh, God, what the hell is that? He's, um, <laughs> what the hell is that? But let me ask you. So Cole Pitch, once again, pulls their fat out of the fire, as he did as he did in the last series. Pulls their fat out of the fire. They win. And then you got, I guess you would still then have Cole ready to go for game seven. Would there be one? Suddenly you're down just two to one. You're playing at home. Anything can happen. Baseball. I mean, Altuve hasn't been hitting a lick. So who knows? Maybe. I... I I think the team has been flawed, and I think you're right. They're not well-managed. I think your team, that team had been flawed all season long. But when Judge just put them on their shoulders for two months of the season, and, and that, was, that was enough. I mean, I, I, I feel you. I mean, Houston's, they just seem like a better team. Look, I, a better I, team. I was there at the game to break the curse of Eric Adams uh, against the Cleveland Indians. They'll always be the Cleveland Indians to me, Chief Wahoo. Uh, Eric Adams had said, Yankees going to sweep into the World Series. He said that about your beloved Mets, and you saw what happened against San Diego. Yep. So I was there. I helped break the curse. Uh, obviously, Judge, Stanton, hit bombs. But there was a Cleveland Indian guy tried to bunt, couldn't bunt. I mean, none of the fundamentals anymore. It's almost like the whole game of baseball that we grew up with. There's none of that anymore. Yeah. Everybody wants to hit a home run. And they think they're going to make it better next year by making the bases bigger and taking away the shift. That's not the problem. The problem is, you're right, this this what they used to call station-to-station baseball. No one does it anymore. Look, Mickey Mantle, when he's in the middle of a slump, right, great switch hitter, maybe the greatest that the game has ever had as a switch hitter, would drag bunt just to get on first. I remember, and he had a gimpy leg, and he'd be gimping down, hey, Mickey's on first, and all of a sudden the team would be revived. Right. And by the way, that kind of baseball is exciting. They think only home runs are exciting. That kind of station-to-station, no. running baseball, hitting and running, running and hitting. And yeah, Aaron Boone the other day in the press conference said, no, 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 we're a home-run hitting baseball team. Yeah, Aaron, that ain't getting us into the World Series. Not past Houston. We haven't been able to get past them yet. Radio 77 WABC.